Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch. This is episode number 30. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 30. I am so grateful that you are here. I am Christy Horsch, and yeah, I'm just so grateful and excited to be here today on this 30th episode. Wow. Anyway, so you've heard my story before. I've talked about this in previous episodes, especially episode number one, and I've talked to you a little bit about my weight loss journey. And today I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how I did that. But first, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and use our time together to just help bring clarity to our minds. Help us to see the areas that you want us to focus on and the dreams that you have for our lives. Help us to see that in this moment, nothing has gone wrong. We are exactly where you knew we would be. And you have the rest of our lives planned exactly the way that can help us get to heaven if we only follow your call. So Lord, help us to follow that call, to follow your will. Help us to love ourselves, love ourselves right now, in this moment, exactly the way that we are. Because when we do that, when we start to love ourselves unconditionally, accept ourselves for exactly who we are, we will start to grow and change in ways that we did not think were possible before. Please guide us on this journey, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, today we are talking about weight loss. As I've mentioned before, I have yo-yoed with my weight for many years. I would go up and down, I would get pregnant, and then I would go, during my pregnancy, I would get higher than I'd ever been before, and then I would go down again, but then I would go up again, and I would just do it over and over and over again. I've tried all the different things, and but I just had such a very broken relationship with food. And I relied on that food to give me the comfort and to buffer my feelings because really food is not a bad thing but my relationship and how I approached food was very unhealthy it was it was more than unhealthy it was distorted it was a distorted view that I had of food and so after I had my fourth baby I really struggled to lose any weight I had postpartum and there were some other circumstances that really had me spinning because I did not know how to manage my mind around them. And at that point, without having those tools, I just, I could not lose the weight. And I started, I started to finally lose a little weight after I had stopped nursing, but then I got pregnant again right away and I gained some weight, but then I lost the baby and I got pregnant again right away. And by the end of that pregnancy, I found myself so blessed with another beautiful baby girl, but I was the heaviest that I've ever been. And at first I was really horrified to realize that I was that heavy, that I had let that happen to myself. And even see how I worded that. I let this happen to me. Like I was just observing it. Like I had no control over the fact that I had gained so much weight. Um, so I was horrified over that, but at the same time, I also find myself just kind of feeling resigned, 
resigned that this is who I was. This is how it was going to be, at least during these baby having years. This is just what it was. And so I didn't really focus that hard on losing weight right away after I had her. And so maybe you can kind of relate to that story. Maybe this sounds something similar to your stories, but really, I think most of you probably, most of you who struggle with weight of any kind, you can probably, you probably identify yourself as an emotional eater. Because this means that instead of feeling your feelings, you eat. Okay, so we eat, eating our feelings might be, might look like you yelled at the kids and then you grab a handful of chocolate chips out of the pantry. Or you have a spat with your husband and you find yourself later eating the bag of popcorn. Or maybe it can also be that you're celebrating a huge milestone and the only way that you know how to do that is with some extra food or dessert or maybe many desserts. That's the only way that you feel like you've truly celebrated something. Let yourself feel that win is only through food. And that's definitely how it was for me. I was definitely an emotional eater. And I had tried so many different ways to lose the weight. I tried all the things and I would have success. I would have successes for short periods of time, but it wouldn't last. And at one point I did find a way, like a more prayerful based way to lose weight. And I really liked it. And it was, it really helped me at the time, but it didn't give me enough tools to be able to maintain it. And I actually never even hit my goal. So I would, because I was still really feeling deprived. I had a lot of feelings of deprivation and I was white knuckling it the whole way through. And this might sound like something you've done before too. You might think that all diets, all weight loss programs, you're going to feel deprived and you're going to have to white knuckle it. But that isn't true. That isn't the case because a year ago I found this mindset work and I learned how managing my mind could help me to love myself and to love my life. And I also learned how I could use these tools to lose the weight and how to keep it off. So I have lost over 105 pounds and I still have around 40 more that I'd like to lose, but I know that I'll get there because this program is helping me to become a woman who doesn't struggle with food. And I never imagined that that was available to me, being a woman who doesn't struggle with food. I'd really resigned myself that this would always be my struggle. This was always going to be my cross to bear was being overweight, but I've been blown away that that is just, it's not the case. It's not my story. And losing weight doesn't have to be about deprivation and willpower. It can be as simple as making a plan and loving yourself enough to see it through. So I'm going to tell you some, some five ways to help you lose weight. And of course, there are a lot more details and ways to implement this, but this rundown in the podcast here, is just going to give you a taste, just get you started because I do want to give you all the tools you need in this Behold podcast, at least to get you going, at least to start looking at things differently. So first you need to love yourself. If you want to lose weight and you want to become a woman who doesn't struggle with food, you need to learn how to love yourself. You are a beloved daughter of God. As a beloved daughter, your worth lies in him, not in your weight. And so once you can love and accept yourself now at your current weight, your brain is going to open in all kinds of new ways. Wait, wait, you say, I, if I love myself right now, if I love myself right here, I won't want to lose the weight. I'll just stay here where I'm at. And that might be the case. If this is where God wants you to be, then that's totally fine. 
but more than likely, it's going to have the opposite effect. When we truly love ourselves, we want to take care of ourselves. We want to take care of our bodies and our minds and our souls, and we want to reach for our dreams. And we don't want to put food into our bodies that is keeping us sick and fat. And oftentimes, when we love ourselves and our lives, we don't want to buffer with food so much. And so then we have the benefit of weight loss from that too, because we're actually feeling our feelings rather than feeling our feelings through food. Okay, so my second tip is to build trust with yourself. You know how to lose weight. You know what foods work and don't work. Or if you don't know, you can figure that out pretty easily. So why haven't you been making a weight loss plan? Because you don't trust yourself to follow through. By being a woman of integrity, by building trust with yourself, you can follow through on the plans that you make. You can follow through. You can build a trust with yourself that will allow you to be your own best assistant and trust that everything on your calendar, all that you plan for yourself, all that food that you decide you're going to eat or not eat, that's going to happen, period. And this leads to my third tip. My third tip is that you need to know yourself, really know yourself, know who you are, know what you like and what you don't like, know what feels, what f food feels good and what feel, food tastes good and what food makes you miserable later. Know what kind of food schedule is beneficial for your goals, how your body responds to your cycle and how your food plan needs to change around that. By knowing these things and being really clear with your brain, you can experience success because you aren't spinning in that I don't know confusion. I don't know what I like. I don't know any healthy recipes. Instead of saying that I don't know confusion, you have it all clearly laid out before you because you know yourself. Number four, it is time to manage your mind. If you're like I was, you have a pretty broken relationship with food. And most of your thoughts are screaming at you to eat unhealthy or too much, even if you don't realize it. By managing our thoughts, we can take an entirely new approach. I'm going to give you an example. So the circumstances, your husband, okay, let's, let's, I'm going to throw out a different one here. Let's say your circumstances, your teenager is failing, your grandparents are in the hospital, your kids are fighting, the baby is crying, it's dinner time and your husband's on the phone ask, telling you he's not gonna be home till late. What thought are you having? Many of us have the thought, a thought like, I can't do this. And from that feeling, you feel overwhelmed or hopeless or really trapped in your own life. And when you have those feelings, your action is going to be to buffer because you're not going to want to experience those feelings. Those are negative feelings and you're going to be wanting to push down that beach ball. We've talked about the beach ball in the feelings episode where we push down that beach ball rather than just letting it float on the surface. And so you're going to be wanting to buffer. You're going to want to be wanting to be doing something, anything besides feeling those feelings of overwhelm, trapped, hopelessness. And so you go in the pantry and you grab something to eat. And more than likely it's something high in sugar, high in flour, because those things give us a dopamine hit. And so when we do that, and we do that frequently, we end up gaining weight. Our result is that we gain weight. 
But let's look if we managed our mind differently. We have the exact same circumstance. All the things going on. Teenagers failing, grandparents in the hospital, kids fighting, baby crying, husband's not going to be home for dinner. Instead of thinking, I can't do this, we can choose a new thought. Maybe a thought like, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I can handle anything. And from that place, we might feel confident. We might feel prepared because we know that the Holy Spirit has been preparing us for this moment. Our whole life has led up to this moment. We might feel curious. How, how am I going to get through this? Oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to guide me, but I wonder, I wonder what the Holy Spirit's going to do to guide me. We get kind of curious and then we start to see it. Oh, look at, look at the provisions God has given me. And so from that place, our action is going to be that we're going to get things done. We're going to get done what needs to be done. And we're going to, our result is that we're going to be living our best life with the current circumstances that we have. And you can see that food didn't even come into play there. I wasn't feeling those extreme negative emotions. And so I wasn't trying to get away from them because I was, instead I was feeling confident and prepared and curious. When we can manage our minds, the food kind of starts to fall away. Okay. So my fifth tip or suggestion for working towards losing weight is to repeat all the steps above and repeat them daily and repeat them often because the grooves in our brain are really deep. And if you've been struggling with food for literally decades, like I was, you have to remind yourself to repeat those steps over and over again. You need to be diligent and follow your plan to know why you're very committed to this and to love yourself and your reasons for losing weight. Because oftentimes this is a long-term goal that requires us to repeat our lessons over and over again until we become that woman who no longer struggles with these old brain grooves because instead we've replaced them with new and healthy ones. When I started to use this method, I think the thing that surprised me the most was how much more time I had. Since I wasn't constantly after food or spinning in that I don't know confusion, I wasn't constantly thinking about what treat I was going to reward myself with or what I was going to eat to dull the pain. Our Beckoned membership program is opening up again today, October 12th, and it will be open through October 15th. And this month, the Beloved Weight Loss Program will be added to the course. This program is the way that I lost the weight, and this program is um, the same program that a dozen women went through with me this summer and saw amazing results. Some have hit their goals and some are still working towards those goals, but all have experienced a powerful shift in the way that they approach losing weight. This program has a lot of value and it can change the way you look at food. If you're an emotional eater or a yo-yo dieter, if you have 10 pounds to lose or 110 pounds to lose, this program is absolutely for you. The weight loss course comes with a video series, a workbook, and a weekly group weight loss coaching. And I'm really excited to get these tools into your hands. For a moment, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about being a woman who doesn't struggle with food. Close your eyes. Feel what she feels. How does she choose to eat? How does she show up around food? How does she show up in the other areas of her life? If you were her, how would your life change? What virtues would you grow in? What beliefs would you prove to your brain? Who would you become? When we put down these stories, 
that will always struggle with food and embrace a new dream to be a woman who doesn't struggle with food and then manage our mind in such a way to actually get the result, then we're taking that step toward living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Have a wonderful week.